0: Bismillahir Alhamdulillahi wa kafa'u salatu wa ala ibadihi ala dinastafa'a amma bhan Continuing with the discussion of the tafsir of Surah Fatiha As we mentioned in Surah Fatiha the first few verses is the ta'aruf and the introduction of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And contrary to what we find many of us tend to portray Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Say, a being who exacts revenge, is quick to punish, etc. We find that when Allah Ta'ala introduces himself, Allah Ta'ala uses terms of mercy, compassion, kindness. Inna rahmati سَبَقَتْ Ghadabi, It's written on the Arsh of Allah Ta'ala, that my mercy, my compassion, my kindness is greater than my anger. So Alhamdulillah, all praise is due to Allah, Rabbil Alameen. Yesterday we went into quite a bit of detail with regards to the comprehensive meaning of this term Rabb. Allah is nourisher, Sustainer, Provider. In Rabb is an element that Allah is King, Allah is Bacha. Allah is the one whom we lower ourselves before. And although also in this meaning of Rabb, in this term, Rabb is the compassion, the kindness of Allah Ta'ala. That is why in hadith, Haditha Jibreel, Rasulullah Wasallam well equated this term Rabb with the love of a mother. Antalid al amatu rabbataha. Ar-Rahman, Ar-Raheem, further kindness, benevolence, mercy, compassion. And then Maliki Yawmiddin, the owner of the Day of Judgment. In this... Is a reminder of the shortness of our life in this world. That there is a consequence to our actions. Everything that we do is recorded, and a day is coming. Quran uses the term "yom," day, "maliki yom الدين Inna yom al fasli Inna yom fasli miqatuhum ajma'in. ذَلِكَ يَوْمٌ مَشْهُود وَأَنذِرْهُمْ يَوْمَ الْحَسْرَةِ يَوْمُ التغابن يَوْمُ الْجَنَّةِ يَوْمُ النَّارِ يَوْمُ الْوَيْلِ يَوْمُ الْفَوْزَانِ يَوْمُ الْخُسْرَانِ يَوْمُ الْثُبُورِ Throughout interspersed, throughout Qur'an is a constant reminder which right from the beginning surah Fatiha maliki يَوْمِ الدِّينِ A day is coming, this is not the only life. This is in fact is the stepping stone, is the preparation for the akhirat. Referring to Hadith of Jibreel again, very, very famous hadith, where Sahaba described that a total stranger enters Madinah Munawwara, Shadeedu Bayadi Thiyab, Shadeedu Sawadi shar. They describe this individual, they say his cloth was, clothing was absolutely white. His hair was clearly black. Now the reason ulama i give for this particular description is that one is, no one recognized him, so he was not a resident of Madinah Manovara. So this individual is coming from outside. And somebody who has undertaken a journey to come to Madinah Manovara, his clothing should not be Sparkling white. Nor should his hair be absolutely black without any dust, not disheveled at all. So straight away their curiosity was piqued. This entire incident was staged for Sahaba to understand the importance of the questions that Jibreel salam who came in a human form presented to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And amongst those questions was this question, Mal Ihsan. What is Ihsan? What is Ihsan? The answer was given, أَنْ تَعْبُدَ اللَّهُ كَأَنَّكَ تَرَاهُ فَإِنْ لَمْ تَكُنْ تَرَاهُ فَإِنَّهُ يَرَاكَ That you worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as if you are seeing Allah. Worship Allah as if you are seeing Allah. Because if you are not seeing Allah, then know for a fact that Allah is looking at you. Do you not know that Allah is looking at you? The reason I am mentioning this, the height or the pinnacle of ibadat is to worship Allah as if we are seeing Allah. In Surah Fatiha, the beginning verses is the introduction of Allah. And Allah introduces himself, Allah opens up his zat, his sifat, his attributes, his benevolence, his kindness, his compassion, his majesty, his glory. In such a manner, in these few verses, Alhamdulillah, <laughs> Rabbil Alameen, Ar-Rahman, Ar-Raheem, Yawmiddin. If the true understanding and perception of what these terms mean in the destruct, in the description of Allah Ta'ala. If they can be quantified, if they can dawn upon our hearts, then my respected brothers, it is almost as if we are seeing Allah. Allah describes, sometimes when somebody is very very adept at describing something, then you tell this person that, MashaAllah, you gave such a description, it was almost as if I was there, almost as if I could see it. So like that, Allah introduces Himself in such a manner, as if we are seeing Allah. And now that this stage or this level is reached, this perception, this understanding of this introduction of Allah, then what is the natural reaction to this? That, اِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدْ وَإِيَّاكَ nastain. إِيَّاكَ Not who. Who means third person. Someone, if someone who is far away, him. إِيَّاكَ Ya Allah, only you are worthy of being worshipped. In other words, now that we have understood who is Allah, as if we are seeing Allah, Ya Allah, how is it possible that we can worship anyone else besides you? وَإِيَّاكَ nastain. And ya Allah, only you, only you are worthy of being asked for help. The khulasa and crux of the entire Qur'an, the khulasa and crux of all revealed books is the Qur'an. The khulasa and crux of the Qur'an is Surah Fatiha. And the essence of Surah Fatiha is this expression, my respected brothers, اِيَّاكَ نَعَبُدْ وَإِيَّاكَ نَسْتَعِينَ Ya Allah, only you are worthy of being worshipped. We lower, humble ourselves before no one, no other entity besides you, ya Allah. Wa iya ka nastain and ya Allah, only you we ask for help. Like Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam taught Ibn Abbas radhiyallahu taala anhuma when he says Kuntu tu ridfan Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam, he said I shared the camel with Rasululah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. I was sitting behind Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam addressed me, ya ghulam. وَفِي رِوَايَةٍ يَا غُلَيْمٍ إِنَّكْ إِنِّي يُعَلِّمُكَ كَلِمَاتِ I want to teach you some very very important things. Learn this, take this to heart. Amongst the things that were taught to Ibn Abbas رضي الله عنه وَإِذَا سَأَلْتَ فَاسْتَعِنْ فَاسْأَلِ اللَّهِ وَإِذَا سَأَنْتَ فَاسْتَعِنْ بِاللَّهِ When you ask, ask only from Allah. When you ask, ask only from Allah. When you seek help, seek help only from Allah. This month of Ramadan is the month of dua. This is the month of turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We have to make mushk of this. Exert ourselves. When we say, iyaka na'abud, only Allah we worship, dua is an integral part of ibadat. Part of ibadat. In fact, Rasulullah said, ad ibada." He said, "Dua' is the essence of ibadah." The one one it comes, ad Dua He said, "Dua' itself is ibadah." So we have to apply ourselves, apply ourselves in this. Learn to turn to Allah, beg from Allah, ask only from Allah. It's mentioned once, Salim bin Abdullah bin Umar رضي الله تعالى عنهما. The grandson of Sayyidina Umar رضي الله تعالى عنه was making tawaf of Ka'batullah. Before I mention this incident, I will mention another incident. Once there was a Bedouin. He was making tawaf of Ka'batullah. And in his dua, he raises his hands. In the tawaf, he raises his hands, Ya Allah, I am hungry, I have nothing. Ya Allah, feed me. Ya Allah, my Bedouin were simple people. Nomadic background, not cultured. So he says, Ya Allah, I am hungry, I am in need. Ya Allah, you feed me. Ya Allah, my camel also is in need. Ya Allah, feed my camel, it is dying also. So one person was nearby who heard this entreaty of this person and got so affected that he put his hand into his satchel and he extended some financial assistance to this person. He heard this dua, he heard the plea that was coming from the heart of this person. So when he extended the hand of help towards him. This Bedouin turned towards him and said, I did not ask you, I asked from Allah. I have no need for you. Like Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salam, it is mentioned in the riwayat when he was being flung into the fire and Jibreel came and said, Do you want us to help you, amma ilayka Wa ilallahi fa naam. Sayyidina Ibrahim salam said, I am not in need of you, I am in need only of Allah. Direct help of Allah. Allah says, I deal with you as you expect from me. Put your hope, put your expectation. Turn, make the Qibla, the direction of this heart only Allah. So this person extended his hand to help this Bedouin. This Bedouin said, I am in the house of Allah. I have not asked you, I have asked from Allah. He turned down this offer. At the end of the Tawaf, announcement was made, he's so and so present. So this Bedouin, realizing that his name is being called, he said, yes, I am present. So they said that a certain relative of yours has passed away and he has no Islamic heirs, he had no family. So he made wasiat, that whatever wealth he has, he has given it to you. So there and then, Allah Ta'ala made the intizam for the acceptance of the dua of this person. Salim bin Abdullah bin Umar, the grandson of Umar رضي who once he is making tawaf of Ka'batullah, Hisham bin Abdul Malik, the ruler of that time, great khalifa of the Banu Umayyad dynasty. He addresses Salim bin Abdullah bin Umar رضي الله عنهما, that is there any way that I can assist you? Do you have any need that I may give you a stipend and allowance? So Salim bin Abdullah says to Hisham bin Abdul Malik, That does it not embarrass you that I am in the house of Allah, I am in the house of Allah and I should ask anyone else besides Allah? How can I possibly accept or even ask you for any assistance when I am in Allah's house? It embarrasses me to stretch my hand out to anyone else besides Allah. So after having completed his tawaf, Salim bin Abdullah leaves the kaabatullah or leaves the haram. Outside, Hisham bin Abdul Malik approaches him again. And he says, is there any need that I can fulfill of yours? Realizing that he was a pious person. So Isham bin Abdul Malik wanted the barakah. So he says to Salim, is there any need that I can fulfill of yours? So Salim says to him, what type of need are you referring to? Are you referring to a need of the dunya or need of the akhirat? Need of this world or need of the year after So Ishaan bin Abdul Malik says, obviously I'm referring to the need of this world. Need of the akhirat is not in my control. Is there anything I can assist you with in this world? To this, Salim bin Abdullah says to him, Ma me la He says, when it came, when it comes to dunya, When it comes to dunya up till today, I haven't asked that Allah who owns the dunya for anything of the dunya. Do you think today I'm going to ask someone like you who doesn't own the dunya? This was the type of istighnayat. This was the type of total complete reliance upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we find in the salafi salihin. In our pious predecessors of the past, Nabata bin Yazid Nakh'i radiAllahu ta'ala anhu, Tabi'i, generation after Sahaba, he's traveling, his donkey dies, he turns to Allah, Ya Allah, you are not in need of this animal, you took the life of my animal away, I am in need of it. Making this dua, he takes his staff and he strikes the donkey, قُمْ بِإِذن stand up with the name of Allah, and Allah ta'ala brings the dead animal back to life. Imam Shabi rahimahullah mentions that I observed, I saw this donkey being sold in the bazaar after the demise of Nabata bin Yazid Nakh'i radiyallahu ta'ala. Such a long life Allah gave this animal. That even after the owner passed away, the donkey was still alive. So coming back to this, my respected brothers, (laughs) iyyaka na'bud, ka ya Allah, only you we worship only you this is the crux this is the essence this is what surah fatiha wants to bring us upon that إِيَّاكَ na'budu ya allah only you we worship wa نَسْتَعِينَ nasta'in and oh, ya allah only you we ask for help and what is our greatest need what is the greatest requirement what is that need which 24 hours of every day of every second of our life we require what is the greatest dua, the greatest talab, that immediately thereafter, Allah says, Allah teaches us what is the greatest dua in Surah Fatiha. InshaAllah will we'll continue. Subhanallah.